0: So is there any insight into how they structure it or are they literally giving them funding to go out and?
1: As far as I can tell, funding and networks. Wow.
0: Well, okay. So you get, them, get people in touch? It.
1: Networks involves mentors and stuff like that too. Because you can ask people for feedback. You have one another. It's the thing about constant student, right? You can ask other people for feedback, right? Other people, other people are learning, you're learning, and you share it together. Right? So if you're, mm. you, you, you're, you know, your podcast you've started is on running. So someone else in the community who needs to know how to set up a podcast, now they can ask you. Mm. They can also ask you about running. But if you need to know about like automating something in your work, you can potentially ask a friend you've met who you know, knows how to do that. Maybe me, you come ask me for help. Right? And so that's the value of networks. Incredibly powerful, right? You can form a partnership, right? You you meet people. When I launch the book, it's all about who I know. You know, will this person help give us exposure? Right? Will they introduce me to this person? Right? Someone had to introduce me to Seth Godin, right? To get an endorsement for Eighteen and Lost, right? Comes comes from a person, comes from peers. This This is the very nature of it. Like you just need this incubation environment. It's not necessarily, this is the whole lecturing birds, how to fly. There's not necessarily, and Taleb, it's not necessarily something magical you need to teach people. People will like teach themselves if they've got creative freedom. You learn through the process. I've never done any business courses or anything. Right. I never really did, hardly did real estate. course. Have you done, you know, did, did you go to sales school, Luke? Not really. <laughs> exactly doesn't mean you can't have training and stuff like that too but when it's innovation again zero it hasn't been done before you gotta remember this so when we talk about education for innovation zero to one it's things that haven't been done before it's very different you can't you can't it's it's so 180 on what we're used to It, it blows your mind you literally have to reverse every single thing we've got in education
0: Yeah, you can't put someone through a syllabus. No, the
1: concept of startup schools, there's one of those podcast episodes we made, I would never start a business school. If you try too hard to do that, you just create box thinking. You create the kind of entrepreneurs that the other episode that they only slightly improve things. They only slightly differentiate on products that already exist. You know, Ethereum is not that. Figma is not that they're radically different things. It's an example of genuine innovation, innovation, not building a f- little feature that's slightly different, you know, so, like, like a camera that has slightly different filters to Instagram or something like that. <laughs>
0: sure. So no syllabus, no lectures, no. This is just getting people in contact with different mentors slash people in all this all sort way. of field. Yeah, and, and yeah. And funding. Because you and on your way. way.
1: You gotta work on your idea. Hmm. It's it's taking away the idea of preparation. There is no preparation, there is doing in innovation. The way you prepare is just by innovating more.
0: Yeah, and that comes back to taking those little steps and, and those incremental improvements exactly. on a mass on a mass scale and just compound, compound, compound. Exactly. Along with feedback from exactly qualified people. Uh,
1: people, environment, even qualified people is a tricky term.
0: Qualified. Okay. Maybe people, the wrong. For people. But yeah.
1: I mean, I can, I can, I, for example, if I'm, if it's constant student, if it's some other product or idea, I can get lots of qualified people's and, you know, I can get people who think, in, ed- you know, people have given me uh, advice saying constant student that I've just ignored. Not ignored, but I've processed it. I've thought that actually doesn't apply to what we want to do and just, Neglected it or incorporated it to an extent. I think Scott, when he was doing his Kickstarter, where he managed to raise half a million dollars for espresso, he said, I spoke to everyone who'd done a successful Kickstarter campaign over X amount of dollars in Australia or that he could get in touch with. Listened to 20 people's advice. And he goes, and they were all like ultimately wrong, but they helped me figure out what my opinion was. Right. It's, it's, you know, experience is Taleb again. Just because someone's done it doesn't mean they even have control over their success. We got Amazon bestseller. I had some guy reach out to me wanting to help. He said he'd pay me if I could help him, you know, and I'm happy to help him, but get Amazon bestseller as well. We didn't even intend for it. We just asked as many people as bloody possible to, to buy it on launch day. Like I have no idea how many books we even sold on launch day specifically. I don't know if I could replicate it. I mean, if you're Seth Godin, you just naturally do it because you've got that many people who follow you. That's the way to like do it. It's, it's not like I have this formula that we executed or that I know I could replicate tomorrow. And it'd be hard to apply to someone else's situation because we had eight authors. We had a, a very digestible like concept that pretty much everyone can kind of get around. So we could manage to get friends and family to get around it. We had Byron who has a, a, a TikTok following of 300,000 plus at the time. So it's like, even if I'm qualified and I tell you how we did it, how helpful is that? Such such a unique set of circumstances. Most of those variables aren't there for someone else. But if someone else is doing 18 and lost and they're going to launch it, then it's easier for me to help them. But then you run to this problem because I've already done that book. You know, it's like, that's already been done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no need for it.
1: And this is the whole circular nature of like how we try to educate ourselves, which is like, how did they do it? How did they do it? How did they do it?
0: Can't find the answers there.
1: (laughs) You can't because there are (laughs) none. There are none. And this is the whole purpose of this. This is why I like this. Right. So I think the other thing, I think it's branded. Well, I think it's the right kind of prestige. I think that's very important. It's not the kind of, at this point, well, maybe you could argue against that, maybe I'm biased because I think it's a cool alternative education thing. You know, it's still exclusive, but I know that, and which, you know, goes against that. It's like he, what he was critical of of the Harvards and the Yales is, you know, the tournament thing. This, this is obviously actually quite similar functionally, but I do think that you need to make things special. You need to make, p- p- make people feel special and you need to actually... Not be exclusive based on class, I think, but exclusive based on like, this is who it's really for. For constant I don't mind rejecting an application if I don't think they fit the ethos of the community. And it should be a service to them because this is just not for you. Again, it's going against the, this is for everyone kind of concept because what it does, it actually rebuilds the loyalty for the people who it is for because they know, oh, this is not just like something you just join and whatever. This means something to be here. I'm a particular type of, for better or for worse, just these are the type of people we need to bring together, not just anyone, if that makes sense. So I do think that that is important, but you have to toe the line because you can't make it like this is just for brilliant people as well. You need to send the message that this is for people who have the attitude, who choose to behave a certain way, not because there's some magical ability about them. So I think that's really important. And yeah, I think I appreciate Till Fellowship as well because it just holds that firm line. And it's sending the message back to college and university saying that's not for everyone. It's not that it's for no one. It's just not for everyone. You know, so, you know, any notion of educating entrepreneurs that doesn't get them building things and responding to problems straight away, to me, just seems ridiculous. For everything we've just said in this episode. And bloody everything I've said. And entrepreneurs, like some people listening go, I'm not an entrepreneur. But I think you be entrepreneurial in what you do, which is take things from zero to one. Don't look for like everything that's just been done before and to safely nar- navigate that path. Even if you're not creating tech companies, who cares? All right? Like there's, there's no excuse oh, for me not to take this mindset. The only, the only friction is that you have to be a bit contrarian from time to time because you've seen something other people haven't seen yet for example this is what the company i work at should be doing right this is how we're going to get more sales this is how we're going to make the customer experience better this is how my writing is going to be different i mean I, i think you know with even with my writing like i just i think most books are written in a very i think a lot of books there's more good ideas in books than there is good writing in books I think I've read a lot of books people have recommended that have good ideas, but the writing's not good. Does that make sense? And so like, I'm conscious of that with my own writing. Like, no, don't accept that. It shouldn't be boring. It should be engaging. We should give it a real shot making it engaging. And people are really uh, bad at like mixing it up because you don't want to reinvent the wheel for the sake of it but people are really bad at like making the, the improvements and changes they should make because they don't give themselves a wide enough scope of creativity
0: in the, um, without the box. In the writing example, yeah. what, um, do you want to expand maybe a little bit on what makes, what lets the writing down?
1: Well, a lot of people, I can be very specific on it. This, the other day I was walking on the beach, right? And it was like the weather was meant to be good, but I noticed like a cloud looming ahead. And you see, what I've done there is I've started to actually engage you in a story <laughs> where you're curious <laughs> and stories hold attention, <laughs> right? But what most people do is they, especially in writing, is they, they too easily fall into this lecturing style or this listing style.
0: So very non-fiction
1: very, very dry nonfiction. Mm. The best, you
0: know, The Alchemist look.
1: The Alchemist, yeah. 20 million copies or something. You know, I love that book. Wide. Incredible wisdom, not spelled out, but told to a story. Very engaging. You relate to the character. We've talked about this, right? The Lion King. Not a book, but the concept, like the storytelling, embedding Hamlet of all things, a Shakespearean play into a Disney movie. Right, so there's there's a neglect for there's a neglect for humour, for fuck's sake. Everything's so serious. There's such a neglect. Well, Where's the humour and the wit? You know, everyone's so dry. And then, you know, there's a lot of I guess a lot of academic thinkers in, in that write these books. Academic style thinkers it comes back to education system. That's the mould. That's the big social mould. So everything's about writing uh, books is like a big symbolism for how smart you are and status and it's to establish credibility and all this bullshit rather than writing for writing's sake and you know a lot of these people have great ideas but they do themselves a disservice
0: is that by following conventional writing style
1: yeah because they're, they're just trying to tick the box hmm. can you and think of any specific the creativity they just don't have the creativity
0: can you think and of a specific example? Or is oh that, yeah, let me
1: go through my audible. Well I'm reading your recommendation. I'm just recommendation. curious now. I'm reading your recommendation at the moment, thinking fast and slow. Ah yes. And that falls into it. Like I'm not engaged. But I can that's a I'm
0: pure yeah, that that's a, per, a that's textbook. a perfect example of what you're saying. Mate, it's they're, like
1: they're textbooks.
0: It is a textbook, but then when you when you think about the ideas behind it and the applications, it's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great ideas. Great ideas. Yeah, that's a pretty good example. Even, I don't know, Atomic Habits, best-selling kind of book. But I don't know, didn't thoroughly, didn't really engage me. I'd say most books. See, biographies kind of normally kill it because it's a story. Mm. It's hard to fuck up a biography. And the point I make, because I'm doing a ghostwriting job at the moment, the point I made to the, the guy, Paul, I was like, it doesn't even need to be an amazing story but stories will hold people's attention and stories contain a lot of messages. And a lot of your own stories contain messages you're trying to share because you learnt them because of your experiences. Yeah. So yeah. writing is an interesting one. Yeah.